0: This is Kerry Williams, and welcome to our Shepherds and Sheepdogs podcast. Today, I want to talk about the imposter syndrome that sometimes inflicts the hearts of leaders and how we really can't expect perfection, and that perfection doesn't need to be our standard to determine whether or not we feel like the leaders God would have us be. You know, that those words, the imposter syndrome, have been used a lot in our culture of late. I understand that. When I was working through my PhD, I had a lot of times when I would feel that way because, I mean, I come from a family where my parents didn't graduate from high school. I'm the first college graduate in my family. It didn't happen until I was in my 30s, worked my way through, kind of pieced education together. And I always thought of people who had a PhD as being in a different level of intelligence than I was and i remember i always felt like how did i how did i somehow slip my way through here and and you feel like people are going to find out you're a fraud well come to find out when i'd start to talk to folks and we'd open up to each other everybody else kind of felt that way too and they call that the imposter syndrome feeling like you're inadequate like somehow people have have been tricked into thinking that you are what you what they think you are but you're not really that if they really knew you and that i think plagues leaders in the church across the board especially shepherds in the church i've had so many who you know it it, it goes beyond an idea of humility which is very good almost to a point of self uh, just degradation where a person would say uh, constantly, well, yes, but I'm, I'm not a great elder or, or, you know, the others are, oh, those other elders are great. They need to be praised. And, and it's almost as if they're communicating this idea of, well, yeah, I'm just not, if, if people knew the real me, then I wouldn't be capable of being an elder. Nobody would want to follow me. Well, here's the truth. Shepherds in the church, preachers in the church, Bible class teachers, I mean, deacons, anybody you want to name. There are no perfect people in the church, and we know this. Jesus was the only one who was ever perfect, and even though we know it so clearly, yet we still struggle with our own weaknesses, and that's all right in the sense of humility, but we cannot let that hinder us from confidently leading as God would have us lead. You know, the Apostle Paul had a lot of, I guess we might say, courage, or he had a, a, a lot of forthrightness when it came to talking about his leadership he'll say on a number of occasions particularly the Corinthians he'll say follow me as I follow Christ setting himself as an example and you I can't think of a more confident statement in fact I've never heard a leader in the Lord's church ever say that in my entire life follow me as I follow Christ because it just is such a confident confident statement and some would perceive it to not be humble but the Apostle Paul, the one who would say that, would also write Romans chapter 7. And in Romans chapter 7, he is very clear about his own weaknesses. Now, remember, he also wrote Philippians chapter 1, verse 27, where he says, therefore live your lives worthy of the gospel of Christ. What an instruction. How are we supposed to live our lives worthy of deserving of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. That's not possible. Surely Paul didn't think he was worthy, and we know he didn't, because he would say in his letters to Timothy, Christ came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the chief. So he he, he didn't overlook his own weaknesses, but here in chapter seven he gets what we might say authentic or real about it. He talks about his struggles. He talks about, as he says, I struggle and he says the things that I hate are the things that I do and the things that I wish to do are the things that I do not. Who will deliver me from this body of death? And what is particularly interesting to me is he talks about those are the things that I, talking about sin, those are the things that I practice. He doesn't even use the word on occasion give into. He says, I struggle with giving into this sin in my life. He goes so far as to use the word practice. Now, I I say that all to say this. I think that leaders sometimes struggle with this terrible imposter syndrome and forget that even the great apostle, the apostle Paul, had struggles that didn't go away, that he, he continued on in his life even after he was an apostle, that burdened him at times. Yet even though he felt that way, and there's no doubt in chapter 7 of Romans, if you were to ask him in that moment if he's an apostle or feels like an impostor, he'd say an imposter. He'll even make the statement at one point, I am least of the apostles. But yet he'll still turn a right around, get up, even regardless of how he feels, and he'll still confidently lead the people of God, even rebuke them when need be. Because his method of overcoming that imposter syndrome and his guilt is to serve, to lead the people of God. You see, it's very essential that we realize that God wants us to strive for perfection. Now, we all know we won't ever reach perfection, but Jesus says, be perfect as I am perfect. Paul said, as we mentioned before, Philippians 1, live your lives worthy of the gospel. Now, none of us are going to do that perfectly, but we need to be striving to. And especially leaders in the church need to be working at it every day. As it says in Romans 12, be not conformed to this world, but we must be, above all examples, being transformed in the renewing of our minds. But we still have to fight that inner war. That war that is not with the devil or principalities or princes and powers of darkness, as it says in Ephesians 6, but that war that is with the enemy within ourselves, the sarks, the flesh, the sinful nature. And it is an agonizing battle. It's the one within. And the great heroes of faith, every one of them fought it just like we do. And the key to victory is for them and for us, is leaving the shadows and coming into the light. It's confession to God. It's trying our best when we fall to get right back up and jump right in and ignoring those feelings and doing what needs to be done. And for leaders, that means going ahead and leading even when you don't feel worthy to be a leader. In fact, maybe that feeling is the most important quality in a leader because it's one of humility. It's one of honesty. It's one of repentance. I think of Isaiah chapter 6 and the great passage where it talks about in the year that King Uzziah died, Isaiah saw that glorious vision of seraphim flying around the throne, crying out, Holy, Holy, Holy is the Lord God of hosts, a song we still sing. And it says when Isaiah saw it, although he was perhaps the most righteous man in his entire nation, when Isaiah saw that, he fell down on his face and he cried out, Woe is me, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I live amongst a people of unclean lips, and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts you'll remember the story progresses and one of the seraphim, it takes some tongs and a coal from the fire it comes out and touches it to his lips. It tells us that that was a, a purifying moment for Isaiah. And then God asks this question, who will go for us and who will I send? And immediately, even though he felt unworthy just moments before, rather than saying, well, it better be somebody else. I'm a man of unclean lips. Isaiah leaps to his feet and he cries out, here am I Lord send me. You see, that has to be the leader's response when he feels like an imposter, when he has to admit his own weaknesses, when he feels unworthy to be a leader. Let me break it to you. All of us are unworthy to be leaders in the perfect, glorious kingdom of the King of Kings, but he still called us to such. What we have to do is push past those emotions, be repentant, constantly try to be a better person, and serve Him more fully with all of our hearts, but then push past however we feel and do the right thing, lead in the right way, be strong for the people of God. Because here's the thing, the wolves don't care how the shepherd feels. They just want Him not protecting the sheep. So I hope this has been an encouragement to you particularly those of you who are shepherds, preachers, when you're feeling like maybe you aren't the man you should be. There are times you may not be. Repent and move forward. And continue to lead. Be that shepherd that the people of God need to protect them from all the enemies. That's why God gave them you. I hope this has been an encouragement to you today. Have a great day in the Lord.